So I'd like to talk about this week um, the topic of Bechira going in several, several directions. So I see it's one of the core things of Judaism. Do we have free will? How much free will do we have? How much free will do we have over other people? Um, it's going into that. Before I get into that, I first want to touch on how I came to understand it. Um, I, I misunderstood this topic balance for many years. Um, uh, I discussed I went to art, the base match program, Art Samantha, and I sort of got you know different um, you know look into <coughs> into the topic. And uh, one of the things I learned is that I see this a lot is that the natural tendency is when you when you learn a topic when we're younger. Like, as we go through life, we hear it, but we don't think about it with fresh eyes, and we don't, like, re-examine it from fresh. Now, I've heard that some several Bam and Arsenal, you know, they see it a little bit more, where, like, saying things to people who went through the system, it's, they, they sort of, like, you can see that glaze, it's like when you're telling someone a story, and you, you can tell it, they know it when you start it, because they're thinking, how can I see it ever better than you? So it's just, <laughs> being able to sometimes just take a step back and just, because, you know, as you go through life, you have more experience, and every time you're a subject, you have more life experience, you understand it a bit different. So that's just, you know... A lot of what I'm seeing now is based off a different uh, Rabbi Amin Um First, first subject of this of uh, Bechira is um, your Bechira versus someone else's um, someone else's Bechira, and also can you harm someone else if they don't deserve it? So some things in life, some things which I should decide that hey, this has to happen to a person. You know, person A has to die. Sometimes Hashem has this, you know, this thing was, hey, I mean, he doesn't have to die, but he could die, you know. There's this middle ground that Hashem has where, you know, it's sort of open for discussion. So can your Bechira, can you choose to kill someone who doesn't deserve it? And can you harm someone who doesn't deserve it? Um, so I'd like to start off with uh, bringing a story from the Pesach Shuva, which sort of gets into this a bit. So during his time, there was a Rav who uh, was in Twenja Market, and that market, there was a custom that, who was it, Jews, non-Jews, they, uh, if there would be any dispute, they would form a Bezdin. And one, you know, Jews, they find those chash people they can find, they put together, you know, put together a bezin. So this rub was once happened to um, get to the market one time, and whatever dispute broke out between two Jews, and they pulled him into it. So he's listening to both of the sides, and he realizes the other two Dayanim, they're not really Dayanim. They don't really know what they're talking about, and they know one of the people, and they're not really focused on the Torah part, they're just sort of going in his direction, not following Halacha. Who's his? The, the, the one of the one of the people who we're going to wail it against. So he he them saying he didn't know what to do. Should he? Um, he knew they're for sure going to rule in one person's favor. Might recuse himself. Or... Right. So does he say I don't know? Does he go get? If he says I if he says the person you know I think this it should go to the other person. Um, he's sort of being part of a miscarriage and justice because now it's two against one. The entire is over. It goes to the wrong person. Does he get up, or does he stay, or does he say I don't know? So if he lies and says I don't know, the truth can come out. But if he says the truth, a lie will come out. Right. So um, there's another, you know, a similar, a similar case where we know the halakha straight up is uh, in a death penalty case where if you have, um, you know, you start from, you know, when it comes to making a decision, you go from the, the, you know, the lowest person in the court and they you sort of go up the ranks and if you get to the top if 70 of the 71 Dayanam say the person should be killed the 71st person says I think he should be killed the person walks free it's just one of the halakhas if everyone says you know he's, he should be killed and he walks free 
So what happens if the 71st judge knows for a fact, he knows, he saw surveillance, this person killed him. He deserves to die. Now, 70 of the people say he should be killed. He knows himself, if he says he should be killed, the, per the uh, accused person who deserves to die is going to walk. Should he lie and have the person, you know, justice will be served, or should he say the truth and the person will walk? If he says he shouldn't be killed? If he says he should not yeah. be killed, then he's going to be killed. Because there are 70 people saying he should. Right, and he says he should be killed. If he says he should be then killed, he's going to walk free. Well, if it's unanimous, then yeah. it's all offensive. Yeah, all 71. So what, what I'm saying, what should you do, you know? <laughs> right, so that's what you call that, to lie to say the truth or to yeah, die. Right, right. So all in that case is he has to say the truth. Um, so Chinuch brings the answer from Adam Zayimim. Um He learns that with Adam, Adam Zayimim, if... They testify person A, you know, wants to kill, per, uh, kill per person B, to aid him come, and um, they say that you couldn't have been there. Um, so we say Kasha Zamam. That's only if the person um, was actually killed. Not, um, sorry, just the opposite. If he wasn't he wanted killed. To go. Right. Once you do it, then he, he walks free. So he brings the answer from, he says, the reason for this is, it says, like, Kim Nitzav Adazkel, the care of like so Hashem is basically Hashem's with is in is in the core cases, and Hashem's in the core. Hashem's gonna make sure justice is, is, is carried out. You know, you might not see it, but Hashem Hashem's you know when when is a can we explain why Kasha Asa you right. don't do it? It's there's a question really. You say, right. but I justice. Right. right. He's bothered with it's not right. just. Right. Right. And the person Hashem takes care of things. Um, so going back to our question, um, he says that the dying should get up because this whole thing of, you know, Hashem's with a bezin, this isn't a bezin. He's not sitting in a bezin because the other two judges aren't fit based on his things. He said that wouldn't apply in his case and the dying should just walk away and not, you know, not get involved. Right. But he's saying it's not, it's not, it doesn't, you know. Um, so he brings. Um, Who's he? Piskei Tshuva. That was he said. That's what he said. Um, a lot of us heard from Bittatz. Um He quotes mainly the Archaim and the Zara. Um, he also quoted from Meishu Shapiro that, in general, Bechira is very strong. It means you could um, affect someone even if they don't deserve it. And he says, much Shapiro says, he doesn't hear, he doesn't see any other side to the argument, you know, where you can't harm someone even if, um, they, even if they don't deserve it, you can still harm someone. So he brings a couple, couple famous proofs. Uh, the first one is we say, Tachman every day, So he had a choice where he was running away, and he can go two directions. He can either run and face wild animals or face uh, Plishim, um, enemy soldiers who were out to kill him. He says, Hashem, put me in the hands of, your, of, the, of the wild animals um, because they have Bechira. And even though he might not deserve to die, they, their Bechira might allow them to kill him. That's why he's saying um, with the animals, animals don't have Bechira. Animals are always under Hashem. Uh, getting into, into the animals part, the most classic proof is from the Shvatim um, when you know, Reuben, is, Reuben is arguing with them with, with the Shvatim regarding throwing Yosef into the pit. 
he saved them from his hand, from their hands, um, indicating that they they were actually um, could have killed him if they would have wanted to. Right. Um, so that was. They were they were thinking earlier. They would say, "Let's see what happens." Become of his dreams. They were assuming if he's supposed to be a if he's supposed to be a ruler. Okay, let him be a ruler. Hashem will save him. So Rubin says, "No, even if he isn't destined to die, you can still kill him." So he's sitting from some uh, from your hands. Um, he quoted the Saidi Gain. He said a lot of people misquote the Saidi Gain. I was just thinking of. And he said people sort of pull a snippet out. He said when someone dies, it turns into from a death into a murder. He says, and I didn't see this inside, he says, if you look at the whole context of what the side again is saying, he's saying that's only when there's, a, when there's a decree against him. That whole thing that he said is only when a, Hashem says this person has to die. But the side again never, never spoke about when a person doesn't know actual decree. So it comes out free will is, is a pretty powerful thing. And you can, you can, uh, you can, you can you know, seriously affect someone even if uh, they don't deserve it. Um, he said there's several exceptions to Bechira. Um, where you can get things even if it doesn't come to you, in uh, mass death, you know, when uh, let's say terrorist attacks, where you can get things that aren't deserving to you in war. And uh, who says this? Robert um, Tatz. That's like what's trying. They, right. Uh, once is a right. right. So then right. it sounds like it's, it almost sounds like it's like open ended. Right. Which is hard to understand. Like, right. we, we just, what, what, why is Bechira fall off in that case? It's very hard. Right? Well, yeah, why, I'm saying, why is the person? Like, uh, of each person, the still should be in play. He says, well, "Once the Malach Malach, you get right, this." That's, that's right. Rabbi Hanan had this on there. Why? It's the same thing that Kevin Shiva, Shiva Mashchis or whatever. He says that even Sadiqim. Even Sadiqim. Right, so it's Rashi's Mashchis. I remember what he says. Right. I think he's just said that that's the that's the Matthias. It's hard to understand. Like, Chris Baruch like knocked out Ashkacha Pratis for this reality. So, yeah, he did differentiate. Everybody differentiate. He said sometimes Hashem says that, like, there's a boat that has the boat is a boat's supposed to sink. So Hashem coordinates every single person who's supposed to die should be on the boat. He says Hashem sometimes does that, does that, but sometimes Hashem just says the boat should sink and whoever's on the boat because the regular people say should die, but some innocent people can get caught up in it. It's very, very hard to understand that. I'm saying that right. It almost sounds like it's not such a for right. these people. Right. The pastors, each person has right. a plane crashes, right? 9-11, every person who is handpicked, you die, you don't die, you're going to be survive, right. you're not going to survive. And you belong on the plane, you won't be on the plane, you'll be on the plane, you'll be get out of the office, you'll, you won't go to the office that right. day. Right. So that, that's the pastors way of right. saying right. I mean, it's a Chazal question. How, how do you understand that? But that one's sung by the, the Kevin Shemit and Rishus. That's, that's sung by Jews or non Jews? Like, what's that talking that's about? That's not, yeah. It's in a Mabchim being. Right, don't you have to go inside and put the Dam and the Muslims? That's fine. It's going in Kalisra. It's a Smash without that. Right. Fair game. But even there, you could say, because they put it on the. Like, they still had. The, the choice to opt out, right? Like they, there was something they could do. Say it, but. Say about the Holocaust also. The, no, I think people say it. That's. Oh, well, if someone said, that, it was like a, a gay for a terrorist. It was. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's what Rabbi Hunter writes. He, that's how he, he understands it. He says that it's just. 
Yeah, there's there's no way out. There's it's a beacon burner part of the world. But, but no, but it is very hard to understand. Yeah. It's very certain people did make it and the people that made it were supposed to make, like So one of the things which um, he says clear is that it's not open-ended with the Hira that you can harm someone. There is um, a person has merits and it has to be proportionate. If a person has a lot of chasim, then you can't harm him. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that balance of the proportionate balance of your Hira versus their, you know, their chasim. If they have a lot of chasim, then it comes into play of it has to be proportionate. So Hashem could take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm discussing. It also says with uh, with with Yosef that there weren't a lot of um, there weren't a lot of scorpions and things. It was a situation where it could have gone either way. So it's, if it's disproportionate, you put the person in a situation. Um, also, where they in in Yosef's case, he put him in a situation where if they're sure gonna die, he could die. But um, if a person has a lot of him, then he, um, he I'm saying Hashem will save him. Like it takes more credit to get out of it. Right. Because the more credit you don't you know have, that. the right. more dangerous situation you can get right. out of. But Just going a little a little different direction with the Hira. Um, you know, here sometimes Hashem makes there could be bosgols, there could be Hashem can make decrees. And you know, a classic example people here is you know, before a person's born, um, Hashem decides, you know, a couple things. One of them is who you're gonna marry. Um, one of the things I heard from uh, across the board in our for Abayim, he said that uh, at face value that it can easily change. All those things that Hashem says could change. Um, through a person's Bechira. Through a person's Bechira. Um, as it, the class thing that I saw in our Samach was that they didn't encourage people to start dating until, you know, later on. And I've heard Rabbi M. say this straight out, that um, the person who you're, who you're supposed to marry changes a lot, you know, when, when they're becoming mm-hmm. a Balachuba based on where their status. So if they, if they become more from, they can be Zaychet to, you know, someone who's of a, of a higher status. So they should, you know, they should put themselves up as high as they could because it can change. And if he said, he said it can go the opposite way. If you fall short in life, you're not, your zivik is not going to suffer out because you fell short. Hashem, can, Hashem, Hashem changes that. He said also, it's like, you know, Hashem makes a, a takana on, on Rosh Hashanah, let's say, where a person is going to make a million dollars a year. Can day one, can a person commit suicide? You know? Yeah, I mean, you could commit suicide because you can also, um, your Bechira can go against things. Life insurance. Right. <laughs> it's interesting because I, mean, I was going to say this, but Taz mentioned life insurance when I, when I heard of uh, when I heard him speaking about it. He said there's some people that don't believe in life life insurance because Hashem takes everything into calculation. So if he has two people, you know, one person has a million dollar policy, one of them doesn't have a million dollar policy. Hashem looks at looks at the whole family. So he wasn't saying don't have life insurance. So he didn't get insurance. So it's a school for long life. Right. Right. So Moshe writes the opposite. Yeah. Right. Right. He just, you know, sort of brought that up, you know. 
that Hashem takes like he's like the person who's trying to make sure and salesman who came to me that some, and he had the motion in his folder. He's like, I gotta show the There's a guy in Cameroon he used to come around before Nila life insurance policy. Fundila? That's what they say. Before <laughs> <laughs> one of the early That's great. <laughs> As a person should make themselves as most you know helpful out to other people because they'll just be too complicated <laughs> to get rid of you. That's what he said. Um, <laughs> as he said, make yourself too helpful. Too, to other too people, helpful to other people. So it's like I, it'll just be too complicated by trying to just. Um, <laughs> going a little different direction at Bahira, Um One of the things which I've you know heard in different stories is. Bechira is always balanced. Hashem always gives Bechira in a balanced fashion. Um, one of the things that bothered me for a while is, you know, you know, Israel, you know going, kind of going at him and trying, so many things that he's saw on a daily basis, how do they, how do they go against Hashem at all? Like, it, it never really, like, made sense. Like, how can they possibly go against Hashem when they just, it's so evident, like, it just sort of stripped their Bechira. So I think just, that just gets into, Hashem always gives Bechira, you know, puts it into person, Bechira. The whole world is Bechira. You know, it's very easy not to see Hashem. It's very easy to see Hashem because people have people have to make the choice. You know, Bnei Yisrael, whenever, whenever they fell, it's always because they had Bechira. And, you know, getting a little further, whenever, it's always balanced. Whenever there's a, you know, a, a crazy opportunity for growth, there always has to be a balance that Hashem has to sort of give you an obstacle or else, you know, you're not going to get there. You're not really having free will. And more is expected of you also. Right, right, right. So it's interesting because I heard a story. I know uh, one of the people in our seminar who did a lot of recruiting. You know, pulling people is a center program where they get people come out of college for a couple of years and you know go to our seminar. And he told me sometimes he has full scholarships. You know they'll pay everything, come to our seminar, spending money. And he says like he sent so many times. Like the day he gave the offer, and the person said they'll think about it. A day later, the person who he spoke to got a full scholarship to a college. Like within like a day or two, the people like they're forced to decide. You know, back and forth. You know, what do they? You know, what do they? What do they really want? They say yes, Reb Schiller. You know, well, you know what's going on. You see people fall. Some people, you know, go through with this. And he says, like, Hashem always has to give a hira. You know, sometimes Hashem just has to. How much does this mean to you? And you have free will. You can't just go one direction in life. Wow. Um, he said. I'm saying. He said it also. Like in, in uh, I've heard stories of people who. You know, made crazy progress and carried the whole family, and then went off the dark. So, like, he came to Malta. He said, well, "You know, what's going on? How can this person, um, you know, you know, how could a person come to this?" He said, "It's, it's bechira. Hashem always gives bechira, even if you, you're, you know, an, how, the amount of good you do, you still have bechira to go either direction." Um, also, he, um, I heard, I heard, I think it was F. Schiller said this, that. So he says that Tzadik falls seven times. He says some of the times in Tzadik falls, it's not because he fell. It's because Hashem pushed him. And the test isn't how you fell. The test is how do you deal with failure and how do you get up with it. So sometimes, you know, you think you're a Bechir doing, you know, you made this choice, you made it, you know, go in the, now it's, you're, in the, you know, you're in the wrong place. But sometimes Hashem just, you know, puts you in that situation intentionally for you just sort of how do you get out of it. And, uh, you know, how you deal with the failure and um, pick up out of it. What you got? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When were you on a summer? Which years? Um, 
I went through, I was in Carteret. I went through after Carteret. What? But Naftali Kaplan sent me there. He was there, no? So he was the one who was here. Naftali Kaplan lives right there. So he was the, Naftali Kaplan is Mashkiach in the base management program. Wasn't he here? Yeah, I must think of all Muslims. One second, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, So, I know him from my father, and, and uh, he 